if you tell most type A athletes to run at their 85% capacity, they will run faster than if you tell them to run at 100% because it's more about relaxation and form and optimizing their muscles in the right way. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker Podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now. I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, my sweet friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. Today, we're doing almost like a podcast within a podcast. It's about a different podcast. It's about something I heard on a podcast. And that is the 85% rule. Who understood the last sentence I just said? I didn't. I hope someone did. Uh, no. But a few weeks ago, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts on the planet, The Tim Ferriss Show. Which, by the way, if you've never heard of that show, if you know the four hour work week or the four hour body, um, the author of those two books, which are phenomenal, by the way, overworkers or workaholics, everyone should be required to read the four hour work week. It changed my life. Um, but the author of those two books, Tim Ferriss, he started a podcast many years ago and he's interviewed some of the most amazing people quite literally on the planet, including Hugh Jackman, who I am a huge fan of. And I've heard him speak and do interviews. And he is just one of the most well-spoken people I've ever heard in my entire life. And in this episode that Tim was interviewing Hugh on, um, I say that like they're two of my best friends, uh, Ferris was interviewing Jackman. <laughs> um, it was so profound. I mean, just everything that Hugh Jackman was saying was just like, mic drop, mic drop, mic drop. Um, I'll link the, the episode in the show notes because I do think that everyone would really benefit from hearing that episode, especially actors out there, because Hugh talks a lot about his world of performing and how he prepares and what he does and how, what he did at the very beginning. It's just, it's very, very good. But one of the things that has stuck with me for weeks, and I think about uh, honestly, almost every day, is this idea around the 85% rule. We'll get all into what the 85% rule means, but just a very, very basic overview is it's the idea that when you give 100%, you're actually hurting yourself. You're stressing yourself out. You're acting from a place of urgency and stress. Rather than when you give it at 85%, you allow room for breath, relaxation, 
ease, enjoyment, fun, laughter, so on and so forth. And how when we perform at 85%, we actually go farther, longer, better, more productive, more creative, all these beautiful things. And when I first heard this rule on this interview, I was like, you know what? Like, wow, we really, especially perfectionists, I'm looking right at you, for so long in my life, especially when I was heavily in perfectionism, I was like white knuckling it at 100%. And I'm going to be honest, sometimes I go back to that because it feels like it's my default. I'm rewriting that, but you know, it takes a while to rewrite a default. Um, and when we're white knuckling it at 100%, we're stressing out that we have to be the best, that we have to be further ahead. We don't allow for patience or consistency or freaking enjoying our life. We just are like white knuckling it, looking at the the finish line. And when we're doing that, we're really, first of all, extremely hard on our bodies and of course, extremely hard on our minds. And so since hearing this episode, I've been implementing a form of the 85% rule for two years now um, with varying levels of success. And definitely in the past, I think, month, maybe even six months, to be honest, is when it really started turning around. And the past month is when it actually started like really clicking, which is amazing. Yay. But when we're working at 85%, like I said, we're able to go longer. We're able to have breath. We're able to have excitement and fun and joy and lots and lots and lots of creativity. And we're able to release the reins. We're able to release control, meaning we, we have more patience we have more certainty that will make it further because we're not stressed out all the time. Anyway, we'll get so into this episode, all the science behind it. There's so much stuff. And um, I'm just, I'm so excited to talk about this today because this has been something I, again, I've implemented in my own life and it has, I don't know any other word. It's really changed the way I look at not only goal setting, but just kind of the long-term journey of goals or of careers, especially. Before we get into the meat of the episode, though, let's do some quick segments and a quick reminder. First and foremost are segments, which are how was I imperfect this week and what is a goal to celebrate? I'm going to start with the goal because I hinted this last week on my Instagram stories and I said that I would tell you guys the full story on here and yes, I'm going to. So last, or I guess it was two weeks ago, um, I'd mentioned like I had this really big, profound discovery. I had realized that something I was doing, especially in my career and in my business, was just not clicking. It was not uh, enjoyable, quite frankly. And I knew something needed to change. I was waking up every day with like Sunday scaries and like I was sometimes getting panic attacks, which I had not received in five years. Like I've been so out of touch with panic attacks, which I was very familiar back in college with. I would have them almost daily. It was not fun. But I was starting to get them, or at least like the underlying, like they could always come up. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I'm so not about this. I know how to fix this, and yet it's not working in my current circumstances. That's a really big, important part. So I did a huge journaling exercise with my friend Amber Alexis, who's actually been on the show. She's an amazing business and spiritual coach. We love her. And her and I were in a coffee shop and we were just starting to write and everything just flooded out of me like it has been buried and it was time for it to dig up. And I just started writing like 
this whole different life. And it wasn't even that different. It wasn't like a huge 90 degree turn. It was just like two degree little turns here and there, but it lit my skin on fire. It lit my mind on fire. I was so excited. And since then, this like outpouring of new emotion, of new joy, of new um, ease, 85% especially, has really come out of me. And it's it's been it's been like rediscovering. I, I don't say this lightly. It's been like rediscovering myself and my truest nature. And, you, you know, when you're a kid who's been bullied, um, which I don't know, we haven't really talked a whole lot about on this show, but I was very severely bullied as a kid. And to the point where I was like locked in a bathroom, having been beat up, screamed names that I would never repeat to another living, breathing soul on the planet. I was locked in a stall and I was just like crying and crying and crying. And, you know, it was like I couldn't keep the emotion inside me. It was so painful. I just needed to let it out. It was almost like I needed to throw up emotion. My fellow empaths, you all know what I'm talking about. But something changed when I walked out of that stall and it was like, I'm going to shove emotion down. I'm not going to tap into it. There's no, like, it does no good for me. And making that decision, it was very unconscious at the time. Um, It was quite literally just a survival technique I decided on when I was in fifth grade. And going into a new chapter and many more chapters in high school and college and beyond, that emotion overload or emotional tap just kind of stopped. It was shoved down so far that I just would not even touch it with a 10-foot pole. And when I did this writing exercise a few weeks ago, it it unlocked. It unlocked entirely. I had like a solid four-hour just like absolute sob session for no other reason other than the fact that it was like, I just need to get this out of me. And you know, I was I was really debating whether or not to talk about this on the podcast because especially it's um, something I'm I'm truly in the middle of, and I it's it's hard to look at this and what it's going to do in hindsight. But something I just keep saying over and over and over in my head is, you know what? Like this is bringing you something better. This is bringing you something you want. It's bringing you towards what you want. In fact, I actually have written on a sticky note on my desk. Um, this is preparing you. This is preparing you for something greater. This is preparing you for what God, creation, the universe is guiding you towards. And it it really has really so much pressure. So why am I telling you this and the what's my goal to celebrate this week? Because right after I had this big download and I've sobbed for many, many, many hours, I got an email from Ted. And for those of you who have been with the podcast for a while, you know, at the beginning of the year, I really decided, okay, my dream of doing a TED Talk, it's time to start taking action on it. I've had this dream for five years, and it finally was like, okay, you know what? Like, why not just start trying? So I applied to 40 different places, and I've heard back from a few of them, and some of them were like, no, some of them were like, you know what, not right now. And I got a message back from one saying, we'd like to have a further interview. And yes, I got this email that very night. And I don't think that was an accident. I really think that that was a a, a sign, a guide, a something saying, hey, this Nicole, this Nicole that you unlocked today, 
she's on the right path. You're doing something right. Here's a sign, a road sign, almost like, you know how when you're on the highway, it's like, um, Buffalo, New York, 375 miles. You get a little closer. Buffalo, New York, 265 miles. Like you get closer. It was almost like one of those signs saying, Hey, this is the right path. And, um, I was so excited. I was terrified and nervous because I never done anything like this before. And on Monday, I, you know, I had my talk, I had my interview with them and it, it was so fun. It was so enjoyable. We laughed, we chatted. And after it was done, there was a little part of me, like many of you, that immediately wanted to go into nitpicking. Oh, I should have said this. I should have said that. Like, oh my goodness, how dare you not say that? You're going to ruin the... And everything in my body was just like working against it. It was like, no, we just did the best we could with the information and the tools that we currently have. And this is just another step on the path. One of my favorite quotes, and I repeat this to myself freaking daily now, is it's either this or something better. It's either this or something better. And so I kept saying that to myself over and over and over and over again. It's either this or something better. Now, I'm not going to lie. There was a part of me that was like, should I even talk about this? It's not a yes from a TEDx. Should I just say it when I when I cross that finish line, when I get the goal, when I get the the neon check mark? And it was like, no, that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast, um, especially this particular segment, is actively working against the we only celebrate when we cross the finish line. And even then, we only celebrate for six seconds before we're on to the next finish line and beating ourselves up because we're not there yet. Like, There's so much push, 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 go, go, go to the next achievement, next achievement, next achievement. And we're never present and celebrating the the progress we make on our way towards our goals. So I did decide to celebrate and I want to celebrate with you all on this journey that it's really exciting and scary and new, but fun and something I've been manifesting for, again, five years. I'm literally actually looking over at my vision board and one of the photos has that big red circle on a stage and hell if that shit does not work, let me tell you. Um, so we're actively not celebrating only when we cross the finish line. We're celebrating all the way through, which actually has a lot to do with the 85% rule today. Last but not least, how was I imperfect this week? One of the things that I'm doing with this new uncovering of Nicole, I'm going to find a less cheesy way to say that, but to be honest, it 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 really has been that profound. I don't really know how, how else to describe it. Um, one of the recent things I've done with this new well I'm tapping into is letting myself be in something I've just, I've dubbed as expansion. Basically it's releasing the mother effing control. It's releasing the need to be a certain way just because that's how I'm quote unquote, this is major, major air quotes supposed to be. And one of the things I thought about with like expansion with really honoring myself with giving myself grace and joy and letting that 85% really tap in was tested this week. Um, 
something weird's been going on with sleeping. I have no idea. Normally, I'm a very good, lucky, very lucky sleeper. But something's been going on this week. And you guys know, if you've been a part of the podcast for a while, I am a stickler on my morning routine. It is one of the things that makes my world go round. I love it. But it got to a point where if I needed that extra sleep in, I would beat myself up and say, no, you have to like, you're going to ruin your whole day if you don't sleep. And it it was ridiculous. I mean, I am calling myself out now in hindsight. It is so stupid how much I was letting that rule my day. But I had this this rule in my head that said, if you sleep in, if you don't do your morning routine, you will not show up as your best self today. And it unconsciously made this rule around you can't be tired. And if you are, you're screwed, basically. And so this week I've been letting myself sleep in. Um, I I slept in on Monday because, hell, I really needed it. And it actually freaked me out even more because that was the day of my TEDx interview. Um, And then today I got up at my normal time and I was like, you know what? Like something's not right. I'm going to go back to sleep. And I woke up at like 8.30 my time, which for me, that's two and a half hours after or three hours after I normally wake up. Um, that's just me. That is not how it should be for everyone. Some people that might be 1030. It's so subjective. Please do not compare our numbers. Um, but for me, that was late. That was a really late sleep in. And finally I was just like, you know what? Like I get to choose to let this carry me throughout the day. Like what if I just, instead of like waking up and being like, oh my God, it's so blah. I just let that, that ease last throughout the day. And so far, so good. To be honest, it's really been in- enjoyable now. And um, it's like that releasing of control. Does this mean I'm going to totally poo-poo my morning routine? No, not at all. It just means that I'm going to allow my body some more grace, some more ease, some more leeway. And I do still want the morning routine to be a, a default but I'm not going to beat myself into a pulp if it's not what I needed that day. Does that make sense? I think that we all need a little bit more of that grace in our lives. So before we dive into the meat of the episode, I have one quick reminder for you all, and that is that unsubscribing from perfectionism, the many courses are here. So what is that? If you've been in my space for a while, you've definitely heard me talk about the three different types of perfectionism. If you've heard me on another podcast, you've definitely, definitely heard me talk about these three types of perfectionists, the overachiever, the procrastinator, and the people pleaser. Now, if this is new to you, I have a free quiz. You can figure out which one you are. Go to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash quiz to figure out and take the quiz. It's like two minutes. It's super fun. I've heard a lot of awesome feedback from you guys from that. But One of the things that I was thinking of a few weeks ago, actually about two months ago, was I want to take the quiz a step further because it's one thing to just know what your type is, but then you just know what your type is and you're not doing anything about it. The whole purpose of this content, of this page, of my work is to help you overcome perfectionism, not just learn what type of perfectionist you tend to lean into. So I decided to make a mini course that has for each type of perfectionist one, one easy, simple, step-by-step exercise that will help you make the rocket jump into overcoming perfectionism. If you don't know what I mean by that, when we are in a rocket and we're going into space, you use 90% of your fuel to get off the ground, seriously. And it's the same with 
personal development. It's the same with overcoming perfectionism. 90% of your fuel is in that very first exercise that helps you overcome this type. So I decided to make it into a mini course. By the way, each of these courses for each of these types is less than 10 minutes. But the biggest, biggest, biggest part about them is that it is so personalized to you. It's not just me talking to you for 10 minutes. It's me asking you questions where you get to implement it into your own life. Make these exercises yours and personalize. Because while your type might might be one of those three, your goals, your daily habits, how your days look are going to look very different depending on who you are. So it's not going to be a one size fits all and it's always going to be more personalized. So that was a really important aspect of these courses when I made them. So in each different type of perfectionism mini course, we go deep into not only what your type is, but we also talk about how to customize these next steps for you. Again, personal, personal, personal through an in-depth exercise. That 90%, we go all in on that 90%. Plus you learn how to make this a continual practice not just stopping after that one step. If we stopped in the rocket after that 90%, we'd just be hovering in the atmosphere somewhere like, whoa, what's going on? The goal is to get into space, right? So we talk at the end about how to make this a continual practice so you can get into space. Here's the best part about each of these. Each mini course, the overachiever, procrastinator, and people pleaser, each are their own mini course. Each are just $7. I wanted to make this so unbelievably accessible for you all. So much so that it's literally less than a cup of coffee at your favorite hipster coffee shop. Now, if you're like me and you tend to lean into each of these three different types in different chapters of your life, that actually is very, very common. You can bundle all three of them together for $19. It is so incredible. I told my business coach how much I was charging for these and she goes, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, I want this to be so freaking accessible because overachievers, you deserve to live a life that does not feel frantic and instead feels peaceful where you still accomplish a lot of shit. Procrastinators, you deserve to feel that feeling of, oh my God, I did it. I finished my to-do list. I finished that email. I didn't procrastinate. I didn't beat myself up for two weeks. I didn't blah, blah, blah. I actually held myself accountable for once. Yay! And people pleasers, you deserve to feel like your voice is important and worthy and of bringing to the table. You also deserve to feel the peace and grace that comes with saying the word now. All of these and more, you'll learn how to do in each freaking mini course. Again, there's $7 each if you want all three together. It's $19. But I, I've i just been having so much fun making them. I've been hearing so many great things from you all who have gotten them. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to learn more about the mini courses, if you already know what type you are or you know just based off of me telling you the overachiever, procrastinator, and people pleaser, you can go to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash perfectionism. That's all you need to do. Or you can click the links in the show notes. By the way, these courses are packed, packed with individual personalized exercises that makes this experience personalized to you. I cannot stress the importance of this. I've done multi-hundred dollar courses that don't do this. And this is a $7 or $19 if you decide to pack them together 
course. And by the way, if this episode does end up resonating with you, the 85% rule, you're probably an overachiever. And the overachiever section is going to be a game changer for you because we talk a lot about this, but we implement it into your own life. Anyway, go to the link below or go to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash perfectionism to learn more. All right, enough talking. Let's get into the 85% rule. So like I said, I was listening to this interview with Hugh Jackman and Tim Ferriss, and I will put the link in the show notes if you want to listen to that interview after this episode, because it is freaking phenomenal. But when Hugh starts talking about his experience in Wolverine, so he was actually preparing for Wolverine, he was like crazy bodybuilding, uh, going into the gym. He was doing all sorts of like 100% basically types of exercises. And he realized that he was not preparing himself for the show, He or for the, for the show, for the movie. And he realized that in order to be a really good fighter, in order to be calm, because there's so much you need relaxation in those calm fighting scenes. If you actually watch um, Game of Thrones, if you're like me and you love that show, I'm going to ignore season seven and eight. Don't at me. But I am actually going to quote a season eight episode. Um, If you go to the Battle of Winterfell and you watch Arya Stark fight, Maisie Williams is a master at this, of staying calm and relaxed as you're fighting. She actually became literally an ambidextrous fighter because she's right-handed, but Arya is left-handed in the books. And so she wanted to make sure she was fighting with her right and left hand. She's a master at the 85% rule, is all I'm saying. But here's how um, Hugh Jackman describes the 85% rule on the podcast. He says, if you tell most type A athletes to run at their 85% capacity, they will run faster than if you tell them to run at 100% because it's more about relaxation and form and optimizing their muscles in the right way. So one of the most beautiful examples that Hugh gave during the interview was recounting a story about a sprint coach who was really fascinated by runner um, or track runner um, Carl Lewis. He's won nine Olympic gold medals. The guy's kind of amazing. So the coach couldn't understand why Lewis would always be in last or second to last um, during the first 40 meters of a 100-meter sprint. And then by the end, at the 100 meters, he would go on to slay, like full-on win the freaking gold. So some people just assumed that Lewis would start slower and then he ramped up speed towards the end. But people started watching an aerial footage of Lewis's race. And they found out that that wasn't the case. He didn't start slow and then ramp up when people got tired. What they realized is that Carl Lewis did the same pace at the 50 meter mark, the 60 meter mark, And he didn't change a single thing between 25, 50, 60, 75. Whereas everyone towards the end was, I'm going to try a little extra harder. Their faces would even like scrunch up. Their jaws would tighten. Their breath would like constrain. Their fists would start to clench. But Carl Lewis, he stayed exactly the same. And he would just breeze right on past them. If you've been listening to the show, or if you're just a living, breathing person in the 21st century, odds are that you're a perfectionist. But did you know that there are three different types of perfectionism? 
After working with perfectionists for the past two years and being one myself for uh, longer than that, I would have to be an ostrich with my head stuck deep in the sand to not realize that there are different styles of perfectionism, each one with their own self-sabotaging patterns. To find out which perfectionist type you are, plus learn helpful next steps that will get you out of those patterns of self-destruction, take the free quiz by following the link in the show notes or by going to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash quiz. Now on to the episode. But this doesn't only happen in track and field or running. This happens in basketball. Um, Stephen Curry is a really well-known user of the 85% rule. Michael Phelps. You've probably heard of him. He is a prime example of the 85% rule. The biggest thing with it before this becomes just a huge sports podcast, which, lol, um, it's all about using your foundation, trusting, trusting your foundation, relaxing and focusing. So here's why this is important for you to know. You can apply this rule to almost anything where being overly tense is not your friend. Basically everything in life, I would argue. So for you perfectionists, and at least for me especially, let's use the example of, I know we have a lot of budding business owners on here. Maybe at the beginning of your business, you're over tense. You're feeling like you have to do everything all at once. You feel like you have to be the best on social media. You have to run all the courses, all the freebies, all the landing pages, all the opt-ins, whatever. You feel like you have to need, you have to do everything and you're like white knuckling it through the first few months of your business. No, that's not helping you. That's actually drastically hurting you. You feel like you need to be everywhere. You feel like you're a chicken with your freaking head cut off. When we allow for 85%, we are able to breathe. We are able to see where our attention is actually needed. When we're at 100, when we're white knuckling it, we're not seeing where our attention should go based off of our goals or based off especially our short-term goals. When you're first starting a business, maybe your short-term goal is get one client. But if you're on social media, doing your landing pages, um, making a website, doing all that stuff, you're just spreading your energy so thin rather than going all in on, I don't know, reaching out to people saying, hi, I just started this business. I would love to offer you a discounted spot in my program. Huh? Go fucking figure. When we put all of our energy into that, and by the way, in an 85% way, not a hundred, very important. When you put that energy in an 85% way to one section that will actually move us forward, which, spoiler alert, is normally the most terrifying space or terrifying leap that we don't want to do, making a website, um, posting on social media, um, (laughs) I mean, all these other things where we're hiding behind a middleman or the internet, if you will, it's safer. Sure, it might still feel scary. I'm not diminishing that. It definitely might feel still feel scary. But reaching out to someone and offering them directly a spot feels terrifying when you first do it. There's the fear of rejection. There's the fear of judgment. There's the fear of, oh my God, what if they tell all my friends and everyone hates me and everyone laughs at me? Blah, blah, blah. It's always the scariest thing. But it's always the thing that will 90% launch you off the ground. 
So Ferris and Jackman do mean that being too close to 100 is not a good idea. We should avoid feeling um, rushed, forced, under too much pressure. Wow, that's accurate. (laughs) When we are under so much pressure, we're putting ourselves in a box. We actually stop breathing, or at least when we are breathing, it's like those little teeny tiny breaths up, up in our high chest, which does not allow blood flow to enter our brain, meaning we're not able to tap into focus, creativity, relaxation as easily. When we're at 85%, we find a balance between intensity, focus, and relaxation. So this can look like pitching an idea at work, presenting a project, meeting with a client, um, putting together a financial report, having a really intense meeting with a friend or a partner. Um, No matter what it is, when you're spending 100% of your energy, it's not optimal. So I'm going to go back to sports for a second and the sport that I actually know how to do, which is running. When I am running, there's some moments where I get into this like, okay, you got to push, Nicole. You just got to go. And those are always my worst and most not fun runs. My heart rate's always the high that it should, it's way higher than it should go, which for running is not good. (laughs) Not good at all. My heart rate's always way too high. My body's clenched. My my breath never drops in. I'm always focusing on, God, like if you just go a little faster. I'm not able to enjoy or have fun or like look around. I'm running in the freaking mountains for God's sakes. Like it's beautiful, but I'm not able to feel the gratitude of that. So one of my favorite running apps and uh, there's a bunch of guided runs on there, the Nike Run Club app. I've mentioned it a thousand times. It's phenomenal and it's free. It's incredible. I love it. It's amazing. Um, The Nike Run Club app, the head coach on there, Coach Bennett, always talks about allowing ease, running slower than you want to. Not so that you can just run slow and get to the finish line. It's all about making sure your energy is sustained so that by the time you cross the finish line, you feel like you could keep going. Those are the best runs, the best runs. But he always talks about um, during a run training called fartlek runs. No, I'm not making that up. That's a real name. Fartlek runs are basically where you're running at, um, for looking at out of 10. So you start the run with a two out of 10 energy. Then you go into a four out of 10, and you kind of sustain at a four out of 10. Then maybe for 20 seconds, you go to a seven out of 10. For 10 seconds, you go to an eight out of 10. You never go past eight out of 10, ever, ever. Because when you're at eight out of 10, he even reminds you, and I love it. He even reminds you, make the eight out of 10 the same level of relaxation and energy as a four out of 10. You're just going a little faster. And it's like, oh my God, this feels so easy. It's so fun. Now, does this mean, going back to our goals, does this mean that there are going to be times where we like we can't we can't push or we there won't be times where we need to push a little bit more just to get to the finish line? Of course there's going to be moments like that. Yes, we're human, but that should not should not be the standard. 
When we have that as a standard, which perfectionists, I'm willing to bet most of you are in this trap because we feel like we need to be the best at everything. We suck the fun out of it. We burden out. We have that sense of urgency, exhaustion, avoidance, overwhelm. This is where procrastination, if you're a procrastinator, this is where this will hit in. So when we feel like we need to be playing at 100%, it is not freaking helping you. So what I want you to do is right here and now, think, 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 think. What's an area of your life where you feel like you have to be giving 100%? What's an area that you've been pushing yourself to 100% day in and day out and you're feeling the exhaustion from it or you're feeling the urgency from it or maybe you're even past burnout and you're not honoring it? What is an area of your life? I'll tell you mine. Mine was in my business, massively. I felt like I was giving it 100% every single day. I would end my days feeling tired, not overflowed, not excited, Definitely not excited for the next one. So when I decided to give 85, I not only became a better coach, definitely a better coach. I tapped back into my my knowledge well. I also started signing more clients. Seriously. I started booking out my program, which by the way, my three-month program is booked out again. And it's like everything goes the way you want it to. Now, it doesn't mean it happens immediately, but it can happen a lot faster than if you're giving it a constant 100. So I want you to ask yourself, what is a place in your life that you are giving 100% and you're exhausted and not enjoying it and you're, you're feeling the urgency and the burnout? How can you dial it back to 85? How can you dial it back to 85? This will help you. This will help you sustain. Think about it this way. If you go 85%, you end your days with still 85%. You fill your cup back up with sleep and you start at 85%, 85%. If you're depleting yourself every single day, there comes a time where just a night's sleep or a dinner with friends or a dinner at home It doesn't cut it anymore. It doesn't fill you back up. So then you're starting your next day with only 50% in the tank. But you're still giving 100. So then you're at negative 50. And then you try to fill yourself up and you're like, oh gosh, maybe I'm at zero. I don't know. And you give 100 the next day. It does not work. When you allow for 85%, you give yourself breathing room. I cannot stress this enough. And if you guys want to hear the incredible Hugh Jackman and Tim Ferriss talk about this. Again, I highly recommend it. If you're an artist, especially, this should be a must-listen-to podcast for you because Hugh Jackman talks about his years of starting and what that was like for him and the contracts he wrote with himself. It's just it's such a good show. Anyway, what is an area of your life where you can dial it back to 85%? I'm really hitting on this, but I want you to leave this podcast episode not with, oh, okay, yeah, sure, I'll do that eventually, Nicole. No, that's not the point of this podcast. It's not the point of personal development. It's not to just have an idea of something and then go about your life the same way you've been doing it. One of my biggest 
missions on this planet is not for you all to just learn things. It's for you to learn and know the implementation factor. Many, many of you know this, but I don't think I've talked about it on the show recently. I grew up in a family that worked in personal development. Both of my parents worked for Tony Robbins for many, many years. If you heard last week's episode with my dad, you heard a little bit about that. But I knew this stuff growing up. I knew goal setting. I knew um, neuro-linguistic programming. I knew all the ins and outs and all that good stuff. But I was not implementing it until I needed to, which when I was told I wouldn't be able to graduate from my musical theater program because my confidence and perfectionism was so bad, that was when I started implementing it and my entire life changed. So again, I do not want you all to just hear this and say, oh yeah, 85%, woohoo, but I'm still going to give 100. No, you are not the exception. I'm so sorry, overachievers and those who want to be the best at everything. It is not helping you. It's making you feel impatient, beat yourself up every day, not feel good about yourself, make you compare to others, burn out, but still feel like you have to give it your all so then you're burning yourself out even more. Do you see where I'm going with this? By the way, if that's you and you cannot seem to get out of it, even with this 85% stuff, please schedule a call with me. I am here for this reason. That is my specialty. That is exactly what I work with because I lived it, lived it, lived it, lived it. I help my clients do this stuff all the time so that they're not only enjoying their life, they're still accomplishing a bunch of shit, but they're actually loving their life as they go about it. That's a huge difference. So schedule a call with me. You can go to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash discovery call. It's a free 30 minute call with me. No ifs, ands, or buts or no sneaky sales tactics, none of that shit. It's just 30 minutes you and I talking about this. So again, go to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash discovery call to book your call with me. But think of that 85%. What can you do? What can you do? Okay, I think I've hit the nail on the head enough here. If you guys want to learn more, again, link link is in the show notes to this interview with Hugh and Tim. It's phenomenal. Have I mentioned that enough? I don't know. But again, if you want to check out Unsubscribing from Perfectionism, especially if you identify with this episode, odds are you're probably an overachiever. It is seven flipping dollars for you to learn how to implement this into your own life. Way past the 85% rule. We talk about way deeper shit in that literally $7 course. So go to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash perfectionism to check it out, learn more. If you know that you are a procrastinator and a people pleaser and an overachiever or two out of the three or whatever, go ahead and get the bundle. It is so much more powerful when you learn these three tactics. That way, if you lean into procrastination, you know exactly what to do. But oh, the next day I'm leaning into people pleasing, you know exactly what to do. You're more set up for success that way. So again, lifecoachbaker.com forward slash perfectionism. You guys, until next time, I will talk to you all soon, and I hope you have an amazing day. Go crush that 85% rather than 100. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Don't forget to go take the free quiz and find out what perfectionist type you are by visiting the link in the show notes or by going to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash quiz. 
Also, take a moment to rate the podcast and write a review. It is the best way to get the word out there. Plus, you'll get the chance of having your review read on the show. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.